And what is up, everyone? I am Joe DeHoyos. I'm the host of Beyond the Woodline. And uh, before we get started, just want to remind you guys that I am on YouTube. So if you guys would go and subscribe, give me a like, that would help me out a lot. And if you guys have any strange encounters regarding paranormal, uh, cryptids, uh, UFO, alien stuff, man, hit me up. Uh, I'd love to hear about your story. You can just talk to me if you want to, or if you want to come on a show, that's fine too. But my information is scrolling along the bottom of the screen there. And it's beyond.woodline at gmail.com. And tonight I have with me a special co-host, Ms. Caitlin Wise. Ms. Caitlin, how you doing? Good. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining, man. Uh, Caitlin was on a couple of shows back. She had a Bigfoot encounter. One of the craziest ones I've, I've, I've heard. And uh, tonight's subject matter in particular I thought you might be interested in so I invited you on the show so thanks for joining. Oh, thank you. And uh, speaking of subject matter uh, I have John Adams and Gemma Warner. Is that your last name? Yeah. Okay good. Uh, I, I didn't write it down but yeah. How are you guys doing tonight? Good thank you. Yeah, doing good. Yeah. Thanks for having us on. Yeah thanks a lot Gemma. I appreciate you coming on all the way from the UK. I know it's late or early depending on your perspective but I appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, no problem. So if you guys want to get started, John, why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about yourself and we'll get you into uh, remote viewing. Yeah, so uh, I guess, uh, you know, I heard about it after it was declassified and uh, on the Internet or whatever, late 90s or so. And just, uh, you know, continue to sort of follow it and research it a bit. Um Back then, the uh, training was pretty expensive, so it would come to like major cities and stuff like that. It was like two or three thousand dollars a class, and um, so eventually, I did some more training and and uh, continued continued with it. Um, before that, into like we were talking about earlier, other things, um, astral travel, out of body, um, and similar stuff. Ever since I was young. Um, I remember uh, watching uh, like old programs on TV in search of or whatever, or uh, checking out books on ESP at the grade school and stuff like that. So I was always kind of interested in it. That's cool. I like that. And also, uh, my mom uh, was like into Rosa Grushin, uh the organization. So there's a little exposure there and always had books sitting around. and like that so that was kind of cool yeah that's kind of cool that your mom was involved with that or at least interested in that you know it's always good to have a good support system around you know yeah she encouraged some of that stuff <laughs> <laughs> some of that stuff right taught us things okay good deal what about you Gemma what got you involved in this remote viewing um as I said before I um was looking into why I kept involuntarily leaving my body and I stumbled across remote viewing found that it was more accessible for me and that I could learn it way easier than astral projection. And then, yeah, and then a, a couple of years later, I stumbled into John online. And uh, we've been practicing together for a while now, haven't we, with a group of other friends. And, yeah, we've just been exploring and doing some interesting little projects. And, yeah, it's uh, it's been great. And Caitlin, you know, we've had a chance to talk off, you know, off the air and privately. Oh, 
what is it in particular that, that you found interesting about this subject, whether it be remote viewing or, or um, So I've always been interested in everything paranormal. And in my later years, my, my husband really pushed me toward Christianity. And I would have called myself a Christian for a long time. And, and I still do believe in God and, and love God. But something didn't quite resonate all the way with the whole religion thing. So I, I went out on my own and researched for years now um, to just try to find a bigger answer. And that kind of led me to what human beings are capable of all, all the amazing things that we're capable of and we're not taught. So we don't even know what we're really capable of. And that kind of led me into astral projection, trying to go out of body meditation, um, remote viewing, even though I, I haven't mastered that. I, I haven't mastered any of it yet, but I will say in the years that I've been doing it, I have progressively noticed a big difference from beginning to where I'm at now. And I just find it so extremely interesting that we're capable of all these amazing things, but we're not taught it ever. What do you think about that, John, about the fact that we're probably capable of doing it? Or, or is everyone capable of doing it, you think? Everyone is capable of doing it. Um, some people are going to be better than others, like in anything else. But you're right. If, if more people were aware of it and maybe accepted it, at least enough to the point to try it and maybe try to integrate it in, in some way in their, in their life if it's deemed useful, um that could uh yeah that could change a lot of things i think you know open people's minds and change some lives and uh you know different cultures i think have been some more open to that some not when you look back to uh the aboriginals or the native americans obviously they were more in tune with that kind of thing and nature so um, that's definitely a positive thing yeah, how far back do you think this goes? Uh, whether it be remote viewing, astral projection, how far back do you think it goes? Uh, I believe it's just since time immemorial. You know, um, remote viewing itself is is just sort of the applied approach uh, that's been scientifically researched, and there's a certain set of uh, procedures and protocols or whatever. But it's it's really using the same thing, but in an applied way, and. Uh, so, but as far as astral travel or anything related, you know, that's, I believe it's just kind of natural to, to us and, and even, um, animals. I don't know about astral projection, projecting animals, but, uh, uh, you know, psychic awareness for survival or, you know, stuff like that. And, and, uh, you know, we're just, we're in this human vessel and it's, it's just kind of a temporary thing. Um, I see it as sort of, a play that we're carrying out and acting out parts in a play and um we have this bigger part of ourselves as well yeah what was it like for you Gemma, when you first started this or uh, what was that process like for you 
Um, it was difficult at first. I think with remote viewing, you have to practice it a lot because um, the way that psychic information comes through is not how I how I thought it would be. And I had a lot of preconceptions about that. And I thought that I would start seeing lots of clear visuals and images and it just didn't come through like that at first it all came through symbolically and then you have to kind of learn how your subconscious mind communicates to you yeah. which is um can be like really difficult to decode but it's only with um repeating the protocol over and over again that you can actually start figuring it out and you start learning how your mind or your subconscious mind communicates to you so yeah so it was it was difficult at first um you've got you know do a lot of practice take a lot of misses to learn how yeah how it comes through but um yeah now now it's just uh i don't know it just uh, is getting easier i suppose starting to know my uh the way my mind communicates with me a lot more so yeah um but i um going back to your point about um does every can everyone do this i think yeah 100% everyone can do this i think some people are just um it's the same as anything some people are naturally um will pick up the guitar quicker than others but everyone can learn the guitar if that makes sense so I just think it's 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 been doled down out of us, <clears throat> excuse me, um, and in the society that we live in now, I think we are distracted by all sorts of stuff that keeps us away from tapping into that intuition. Yeah. And I think that's for a reason, you know, not being a conspiracy theorist or anything, but I think, um, I think you know, if a lot of people started really tapping into that they would have a lot more power and uh yeah yeah you're right yeah, yeah. I do really think it's been doled down out of us and I think we've been distracted with a lot of other things yeah I think you're right on that too yeah. empowerment through remote viewing yeah 100 percent yeah imagine where we would be at if we taught this from birth, you know, instead we're all learning it as adults because we were guided in this direction. And, and some of us don't learn till we're in our fifties, like my mom, for instance, and it's really hard for her to, to pick up on things. I always think, gosh, if we would have started learning this in in preschool, where could we be right now? Yeah. Yeah. I don't agree with you on that. Instead, they teach the opposite, of course, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, just that's yeah. nonsense or doesn't exist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree with you. I think, um, you know, not to get into the conspiracy, like you said, Jim, but I, yeah, I, I do think there are certain entities that, that want to keep uh, the population dumbed down to a degree, you know. And, yeah. uh, um, you know, I think it's up to us to, uh, you know, get past that barrier, and it's just like Caitlin said, here I am. I'm 50 years old, and I'm still, I'm just getting into this. You know, and I can't believe it that I went my whole life. You know, well, not my whole life, but up, up till now, and I'm just yeah. discovering this within the last couple of years. You know, and, uh, I often kick myself, you know, for not 
uh, get more involved in this because I certainly learned it. Well, not learned it, but learned about it when I was a kid. You know, just like you said, John. You know, when you're a kid, you get books. I got books on, you know, Bigfoot, paranormal, UFOs, aliens. You know, ESP. I remember watching, like I said, in search of when that stuff would come out. Yeah. You know, and, uh, it, well, at that time, it did. Out of curiosity, how did y'all come across remote viewing? Was it just in the media, or just got more into it over time, or is it was it more new to you? Um. I got into it um, because I just kind of went down a rabbit hole, I guess. I was looking for answers, and I felt like there was always something more inside me than what the world was perceiving as our, our truth. And I just knew that there had to be more than this crappy, everyday, work-your-life-away kind of life. And the more I dug, the more I learned and I found some great teachers and, and people that I just really looked up to and it went from there really. And, and I, I, the whole religion thing gets me. I, I'm not against religion in any way. I just, it's like when I first started all this, my own family would tell me how I'm messing with demonic whatever. I'm going to get possessed and I'm allowing demons to come into my life. And I would think to myself that, that I'm probably the closest person to God out of all of them, you know, and, and I probably love deeper than, than all of them. And I never really understood how they could say that. So it made me even want to find answers even more. Uh, it's been a crazy drive I've had. And I, I just feel freer not being chained down by fear and all these other things they want to portray on everything. Yeah. And that is a large part of it. Fear and, yeah. um, and it's not always necessarily that they're trying to project fear. They feel that too, or believe. Yeah. Yes. So that's organized religion for you. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I, my path was kind of the same thing. I was uh, very much into religion. I was raised Catholic, you know, and, uh, but uh, over the last couple of years and maybe even two years prior, uh, I just started, I discovered Ingo Swan, right? On, on YouTube, you know, going through all the crazy stuff that I look at on YouTube, you know, all the stuff that I'm into. And I found, I found remote viewing. I started looking more into that. I found stuff about astral projection. I started looking more into that. Then, you know, then I discovered, you know, Ingo Swan. And man, I was going down all those rabbit holes, like Caitlin said. And uh, it wasn't until about two years ago that I actually started trying to meditate. Starting, you know, starting off there learning that first or trying to learn it. I still haven't mastered it. Um, uh, then maybe about, I guess, eight, nine months ago, I started actually really, really having some really good progress and seeing things. And I mean, I saw stuff like cities, you know, different beings and, uh, and I'm talking like cities, from like, <laughs> sounds crazy, like cities from like other civilizations, you know, like not of this world, you know, um, yeah. uh, I saw being, I saw this blue lady, she's all in blue. I see her quite a bit. I see this large hulking figure he's a big giant man i guess he's a man i just always see a silhouette 
Um, I see shapes and like uh, stuff shooting by me and just the weirdest stuff, man. And, uh, mm. I don't know if you guys can relate to that, but I see that and stuff, you know. And then last yeah. night, I'll I tell you what happened last night, you know, with what I heard, the voice I heard. And Caitlin, not to put you on the spot, if you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to, but you want to tell them the message you sent me the other morning? Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I've really been persistent about trying to master how to go out of body and I haven't mastered it. It seems like when I'm not truly paying attention, that's when it decides to do it. So I'm, I'm trying to get better on controlling it. Um, and the other night I was meditating and just laying in bed and all of a sudden I heard my, my inner voice say, F it literally truck it. And I, I just stood up out of my body and I, I looked back and I saw my real body laying on the bed still. And I was looking at myself like, wow, I, I did it. I did it. And it's all because I finally just let go and said, F it. And by the way, I had no control over saying those words. It's not something I would normally say. It's like, my inner self just finally said enough is enough it's time and then i kind of freaked out a little bit because i can feel that i was out of my body and um my real body i was fighting to wake up i was like crunching all my muscles to try to force myself back into my body i guess and finally i did but um yeah, I've just been playing around with it and trying to get comfortable with leaving my body because that is a huge anxiety in itself. Okay. That's uh, very common among many people is the fear of getting out of the body and returning. Yeah. And, uh, going too far. Of course, yeah. to my knowledge, there's never been a case where someone went out of body and died because of it. Right. Said that they were going to or anything like that. I mean, you, you right. never know if. Uh, I I don't think it was the fear of dying or anything. I think it's just the shocking realization that you're literally out of your body. Mm. It's it's um. I don't know. It once you realize that you can actually leave your body, it's just overwhelmingly shocking. I guess. So you freak out instantly and you want to go back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's what happened to me the first time it happened to me. I thought I had died or something. I didn't realize what was happening. I just yeah. could see my own body lying there and uh, obviously watched yeah. one too many TV shows. Yeah. <laughs> I died. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so my first experience was terrifying. So, uh, yeah, I spent years trying to work out how to... Um, yeah, master that, but I never, never quite got the hang of it. Yeah. What about you, John? Did, has it happened to you, or, or can you do that? Yes, uh, and um, it's one of those things that can be a little nebulous. Um, you know, you don't just. That's one reason why remote viewing is considered more useful. Um, but in my opinion, I believe that uh, I differ from some remote viewers that say that. You know it was never useful or whatever uh 
I find that you can go somewhere, bring back information or memory, be aware. It, I think it depends on the individual and maybe also their preparation or whatever. But um, I've done it where I've uh, actually focused on like um, relaxing parts of the brain and doing certain things and bringing about and then there's spontaneous things and then there's going into dream and then exiting out that way and part of that is like intent um maybe the um in your case there's maybe a little emotion and decisiveness um, which has happened to me i've had ones where it was spontaneous where um there was uh i suddenly woke up and there was something weird at the window and it was um it appeared to be like a uh, face it was kind of like an orb of energy that was a face that was uh changing back and forth and started to get more angry so there was some kind of defensive mechanism or my greater self decided to jump into action and i jumped out of body at this thing and like became large or something and it fled away scared. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, that wasn't planned, but, uh, you know, that maybe that's part of the instinct defense mechanism or. So was that orb face thing in, there in real life? I believe at an energetic level, it probably was, uh, just outside my bedroom window. And I know that's the next door neighbor, um, someone uh that lived there or their friend had just passed away that week and they were having these this week-long wake and they were like throwing beer bottles and i didn't know what was going on so i started getting kind of uh irritated about it and um that might might have been related um of course that was uh some years ago we were also messing with the spirit board so <laughs> you know who knows what we were in, inviting at the time so I will say one thing is that I have had a, a orb experience in real life while I was awake. And um, it seemed like when I started meditating and getting deeper within myself, I guess, maybe I opened something up. I'm not quite sure. But ever since I started, I have had some outlandish things happen to me in real life. Okay. Just in the waking state, some things would come completely about. Awake, completely and utterly awake with other people. Um, and it all seemed to start around this same time. Hmm. So I, I don't know if I've opened something up where I'm more, I don't know. I pay attention more. I'm, I'm just not sure. Yeah. And you know, with, uh, with more practice, and, for instance, remote viewing, then you tend to be more open or aware of have certain things like, uh, yeah. a premonition or. Yeah. I've always had, um, my whole life. I, and this is what also made me wonder is my whole life. My intuition has been crazy spot on. Mm -hmm crazy to to where you would almost say that's impossible you know so that's another thing my whole life that that told me there has to be more than just what the world is teaching me there has to be more and 
as soon as I started diving in these subjects, I feel like they're all one and the same, really, you know, deep down. Um, crazy things started happening. I, I don't know. Hmm. Well, one of the things that kept my mind open uh, or helped keep my mind open through my life was, um, for instance, when I was pretty young, I had a UFO experience and I knew that that wasn't conventional. So I always, um, yeah, I always kept an open mind about that and, and realized that there was more and had an intuitive side as well. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, you know, since I was doing all this, like I said, eight, nine months ago when I started, you know, getting pretty good at this, you know, I haven't mastered it, you know, not by a long shot, but I've gotten pretty good at it. Uh, that's when I started having, you know, other entities, uh, whether you want to call them aliens or whatever, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's why I've been seeing stuff like that, you know. Um, yeah, you're doing a lot of meditation and stuff. Right, yeah. That's when you're getting a lot of the experiences, yeah. yeah. And I've tried, like, different techniques, you know, like, you know, you watch YouTube, different people have different stuff. And there's actually some pretty good people on there, people that I don't think are necessarily full of shit, you know, uh, you know. Um, but I try to weed them out and weed out the good ones, and I think I've done a pretty good job at that. There's actually some pretty good people on there uh, that I find anyway. Um, Me too. Yeah, you know. Uh, with that being said, who would... Who influences you guys? Like, who, who who do you guys look up to? And Gemma, if you want to go first. Um, I, uh, well, in terms of remote viewing, probably Prudence Calabrese um, is one of the first people that I came across where you could find um, free online teaching. Um, I mean, I think it was... Uh, not her choice but it was on youtube there so that's that's how i learned um with astral projection robert bruce is a guy that i i bought his book and he had has a really good book called astral dynamics even though i um never learned to master it it, it was really helpful in um terms of building up the energy in preparation to leave your body and things like that um yeah, uh, Lynn Buchanan. Um, there's there's loads really. Um, what about you guys? Um, I fell in love with Tom Campbell from the Monroe Institute. Um, Bob Monroe and Tom Campbell. They yeah. did their whole. I I like the scientific side also on on top of the spiritual side and i like that they implement a lot of scientific data collecting in a way even though that's really hard to do but they somehow did it and they taught the fbi how to remote view and um i i just absolutely love him love him Uh, I don't have one person in particular. Um, I kind of, um, respect all the sort of teachers, especially like the, the ones that were in the military unit and continue to kind of provide training. And, uh, I like Joe McMonigle's, uh, more free form approach, but still within a scientific framework or 
you know, yeah. protocols. Um, Ingo Swan, of course. Um, those people outside uh, doing other kinds of research, um, even in the realm of like psychedelics and stuff like that. And, and that's where some remote viewers would disagree. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I think that sometimes they quote some studies from the 70s and that's maybe a little outdated. But um, that continues to be researched and will be proved to be useful in certain ways. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, who else? Um, I like Bill Ray. I've done a little bit of the ER, ERB training with him, and he's a uh, super nice guy. Um, Pam Coronado, too, is, is good. Uh, yeah, so not just one person, though. Yeah, I definitely like Ingo Swan. Like I said, I fell in love with this stuff right off the bat. Yeah. Um, there's a guy from here in Texas, Silva. I can't remember his first name. His last name is Silva. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Silver I, I right. know what you're talking about. Yeah. And then uh, there's a lady, I guess her name is Mary or Marie Silva. I don't know if there's any relations there, but her name is Marie Silva. I've been reading her, her book too here recently. And she has some pretty good stuff in it too. So I really like, like, like her stuff. Um, there's a lot of good people out there. Is there yeah. Yeah. And, and it, I think it's all. It's good that there are so many because there's so many different kinds of people. Certain people will resonate with other kinds of people. So, I mean, I've, you know, went to video after video on YouTube and there are so many good teachers out there. You know, John, you mentioned, you know, psychedelics and I've seen some specials on YouTube about that. Um, uh, and it seems you know, again, you don't talk about the conspiracy stuff, and I don't want to get into that really, but it seems like there's that this can really help a lot of people, you know, in so many ways. And so, why do you think that was taken away from the public? Because they rather shove pills down your throat. <laughs> well, that's one thing. <laughs> uh, you know, it's um, it's something that is kind of an unknown, and there's that fear factor. And um, there is danger and for people that abuse or are not uh, aware of what they're doing, certainly. Um, but uh, the same token, yeah, it's not very profitable. It's natural. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, uh, one time while on a certain plant, I was like kind of perceived the message, you know, reality cannot be controlled ultimately. And uh that's kind of what it comes down to. You can try to control it or limit it, but, um, you know, it's greater than, than this linear passage of time and people that try to control it. So did you say different planet, uh, a certain plant? Um, yeah, I, I had, uh, in the two thousands, I had experimented a lot with, um, Salve divinorum which at the time was actually legal. But uh, yeah, that's that came from the Mesotec Indians in Mexico originally. And they actually um, provided a lot of uh, information and inspiration to the psychedelic research um, with their mushrooms and stuff like salvia and led to Abby Hoffman uh, synthesizing LSD and stuff like that. And them doing research 
Um, so yeah, I did, uh, did do a lot of explorations and kind of experimentation of my own, and, um, which led to some pretty interesting experiences. Some of them being like, uh, parallel realities and whatnot. <laughs> so. Sounds fun. It was a fun ride. So, so Gemma, uh, in your journey, what are some of the weird things that have, that have happened to you, whether you were remote viewing or astral projecting that you can talk about that you're comfortable with? Um, we've, we've had lots of weird projects that we've done recently, haven't we, John, where um, there's been a group of us that have done a blind target and we've all had this um, very similar information come through. Um, so that, that's been kind of crazy. I think the one for me that was the craziest was when we did that, the Mars one. Um, and we all, yeah, and we all had really similar data about these gigantic caverns, um, in Mars where there's some, some sort of, some sort of life forms living there in, in these massive underground caverns, um, so we, we all got the same information on that roughly, didn't we? Lots of coinciding data on that one. Yeah. And, and that also, yeah, as you recall, data. sorry, as you recall, uh, agreed with older, some older uh, remote viewing work done by a Dames and yep. the SciTech. Yeah, yeah. We've, done, we've done loads of weird shit. That's <laughs> We have, yeah. We've done the moon. We've done um, Saturn. We've also done some, like, uh, we did that Chaco Canyon recently that you um, tasked to everyone. That was really strange because everybody was coming up with spirals of energy. Mm. Yeah, vortexes. Oh. So, yep. yeah, so they suspect there's some sort of, I don't know, vortex type. I don't know, possible extra dimension there or something, portal to another dimension. Um, but obviously we can't verify that, but it's just interesting that a group of uh, blind viewers all came up with the same information. Um, what else have we done? We've done, talking about astral projection, we did, um, we remote viewed one of your astral projections, didn't we, John? Uh, that's true. Um... That was kind of a strange one where um, I had, was in the sleeping state. I woke up completely and I found myself in deep space. <laughs> and uh, there was some kind of um, this, well, this is the experience. There was like this large wise being that I could somehow perceive partly and it, it gave a message. And uh, and then when I, uh, for instance, um, Henrietta has you, um, in her session, she got me being pulled out of body. Yeah. And she actually drew it. Didn't she? It was amazing. Yeah. Wow. And you, you and her both now keep in mind, it's blind. They don't know the target and they both drew, um, the creation of man painting by, uh, Michelangelo, I guess. Oh, the hand, oh, hand wow. wow. <laughs> So yeah, that was that was pretty amazing. Yeah. Do you guys do 
targets that you can verify? Can verify? Yeah. 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 We try to test it. Yeah. We, we, we try to, you've got to, in, in the remote viewing community, I think you've got to be careful not to do too many esoteric targets. Otherwise people don't take you seriously. And also you can't really validate a lot of um, esoteric stuff. So we try to um, task each other targets that are um, at least partially verifiable in some way. Um, we, we just we just did one recently on um, the roll right stones, which was um, cool. It's uh, just a group of um, stones in a circular formation in England. We've got them everywhere. You probably have them over there too. Wow. Um, so we did a project on that, and there was lots of um, verifiable verifiable information that came out of that. Um, what else have we done, John? Uh, I mean, we've we've had a, a lot of um, interesting ones. Uh, for instance, one of the recent ones was the interstellar object that uh, was yeah. a meteor that uh, came to Earth and was verified by the U.S. intelligence agencies. And uh, these Harvard uh, astronomers had um, set about looking at data to try to find objects that came out of the solar system. And then, so this is, this turned into be the first one that was actually found and ended up sort of predating the Amuamua one. And, um, by their analysis, they're looking at it and they, they're saying like, based on the density and stuff like that, it's, it's not, it's unusual. And, and they determined by the speed that it was outside the, uh, solar system. And we picked up a lot of, um, strange data to suggest that it was alien in origin, man-made at least. Uh, but yes, uh, alien in origin was definitely a thing that came up. To be verified. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we start doing a few missing persons um, or di uh, disappearances as well lately, haven't we? Yeah, we've yeah. done some of those. A murder case recently that's kind of ongoing. And wow, uh, I was actually about to ask that question and I just marked it off. <laughs> What's that? So I was just about to ask that question and I just marked it off my list. Uh, okay. <laughs> There's one that took place in Houston, and you might have heard about it, but we won't talk about it. Okay. okay. That's awesome. What about different times, different events along our human history? Yeah, that's something you can definitely tap in since remote viewing is beyond time or distance. So you can readily pick up something in the past, um, not always verifiable again, but you can... Uh, look at history and you can follow up on certain facts or trails of facts to partially verify. See if at least you're on track and then sometimes you're able to determine new information or look at something from a new angle, um, whether it's a historical figure, an event, or even something as esoteric as um, the building of the pyramids or something like that. Which is I'm very interested in. I love pyramid stuff. Mm. That, that's like one of my my rabbit holes that I go down at least once a month. I yeah. Or all that stuff. 
and look at the videos a hundred times, even though I've seen it a hundred times before. Uh-huh. I love that stuff, man. I love the pyramids. Uh, I think mm-hmm. maybe in my past life, I was around that pyramid somewhere. Very possible. Yeah. Gemma, I have a question for you. Um, when did your spontaneous out-of-body experience start? Um, it happened to me when I was about 15 years old. I was 14 or 15 years old. Oh, wow. And, and before that, I was completely atheist, and I was very anti-anything God, and I was very much... Um, Materialist? I had no no religion. I was very much there is no God, there is nothing else other than this. And then that happened to me and it just, yeah, wow. completely changed my life. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, everything was just different from then. Um, yeah. Sometimes so yeah, that's I'm grateful for that experience. Even though it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And that's, that's kind of what sparked it for me too is it really does give you validation that there's more that there's something else to this life yeah that's interesting i i would really how do you guys do your your group remote viewing well we just task each other um target numbers and then that's it um that's it but feel free to join us at any time if you want to practice with us. Oh, I would absolutely love to. Yeah, that would be great. It's always great to practice with other people. And I think you can learn new things from people. Um, I definitely learned a lot from John when I first started practicing with him. So I think it's really beneficial to have like a little buddy system um, of friends because you definitely learn new techniques. For instance, I, um, when I started um, viewing with John, I kind of picked up some of his traits in terms of like having songs coming through, which gave meaning to the the target and things like that. Um, hmm. I, di- I didn't do that before until I saw him doing it. And then it was like my subconscious mind was like, oh, I'll try that. And uh, yeah, you definitely uh, can learn a lot from each other. And yeah. do you guys practice technique? Um, we've both got quite different methods, haven't we? I would Just say. Uh, no, uh, where to start? What's that? I wouldn't know where to start. Oh well, there's there's uh, there are resources out there, um, and uh, a little bit of live training is good, or um, there's video training and stuff like that available. So I would recommend that to have a nice. Um, uh backbone or whatever to go from and foundation yeah foundation and then you know people are gonna um sort of adopt their own unique approaches but um yeah it gives you a good perspective um there's a lot of uh it runs the gamut of you know uh just psychic approach to more of the remote viewing training and um and sort of learning what that's all about. And I think practicing a lot is what makes you get better and, and uh, doing targets, seeing what works. Um, yeah. And I loved what Emma said about um, 
basically getting to know your own self-conscious, you know, your whatever your higher self is trying to show you. Usually we would kind of just shove it off and, and move forward. But when you actually sit down and calm your mind and you actually have to listen to your higher self, that's a lot different. Yeah, I think it gets stronger the more you acknowledge it and act upon it and also verify what's imagination or what's not is a big part of it too. Okay. It's good to um, learn the the stages, the written stages that Ingo um, introduced, which have been changed up um, a bit by quite a few people, but um, definitely using the, there's something about using pen and paper that helps you, um, I don't know, acts, acts like a kind of con conduit for psychic information coming through. Um, kind of keeps your left brain busy while you're writing so that the right brain stuff can come through. So that that would be my recommendation to anyone is to learn the stages because I think that it's really good for, get, for getting that information to come out. Yeah, you're picking it up by feel. But there's also like two sort of primary approaches is paper session and then also more of a meditational. Yeah, you're quite good with the... Um, extended remote viewing aren't you john yeah the extended remote viewing tends to be as they say more immersive or experiential and then that depends on how much of a deep state you go into theta state or whatever state and uh that can also be um you want to record it the data so it could either be expressed after it could be drawn after it could be recorded live but in either style you're um you're pretty much always blind to the target it's like yeah. maybe the difference between uh regular meditation or hypnosis and then the terminology is a little different and sort of the steps or, or uh, in erb um some steps but terminology and, and uh, ways of going about and then um, distilling signal line um, and differ differentiating that from noise. Mental noise is important and that's what makes you advance and get good clean data. That's amazing. Gosh. Is this something you guys like uh, can turn on and off or does it, can you do it anywhere? Does it happen by itself? Well, you can certainly um, look psychically at anything and um, it always helps to get in a relaxed state and um, also practice that. And I think that's very useful. Um, most people would argue that's not really remote viewing. It kind of blurs the lines. If you're doing it blind, then yeah, I guess it might as well be called remote viewing. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, clairvoyance or psychic viewing um i do that too you know um if i'm driving down the street uh, on the highway and trying to perceive if there's a wreck or traffic or <laughs> you know something like that then are you ever right yeah yeah uh like i say it's good practice and um cool. from like diagnosing my car because i work on my own car sometimes or in the past and um 
yeah, lots of things like that. You can, um, we've done like, we did a photograph uh, reading conference or training with uh, Pam Coronado and uh, John, uh, what's the psychic's name? Do you remember his last name? I know, I can't, I can't um, remember, sorry. So we, we just, uh, it was like sort of practicing with photographs and picking up information about people and then afterwards um, comparing to what uh, it really is or you know seeing what was accurate or not. What about healing? Have you guys ever done anything like that? Yeah, like I said, I did the Reiki. Um, I had a side practice for a few years that proved to me to be a good laboratory of sorts to seeing, comparing what they experienced to what I was experiencing. And, uh, and uh, that also works remote, um, which is something that predates remote viewing is the remote yeah. healing or even remote dousing stuff like that but uh i don't know if gemma's i've tried to encourage her to to learn reiki but yeah i um i've been trying to learn um remote viewing for diag for diagnosis for diagnosing health problems um but i can't seem to find anyone that will teach it to me because it's kind of a bit people are a bit wary about teaching it because what you can yeah diagnose you can technically put into the body if that makes sense so you could use it for um bad for bad stuff um laurie williams does teach it but you've got to go through all of her courses first um before and in and even then she says she might not let you learn it because it if it's in the wrong hands then you could probably do a lot of damage with it but I've, I've done a lot of practice sessions with that um um blind i've done an autistic child um loads of, lo loads of different things um but i'm still practicing that so um yeah, yeah i'm always looking for for blind targets to practice on my friend uh and fellow remote viewer uh Thion, she goes by, uh, recently did, uh, wasn't really a remote viewing, but it was kind of a blind psychic reading. My sister was um, diagnosed with um, some tumors. They're not sure if they're cancerous in her brain. So she did a reading and it produced about five pages of notes. And my sister thought it was pretty accurate. So she was pretty amazed. Um, wow. I think that's opened her mind, her eyes a little bit on yeah. that one. Yeah. You know, the hard part for me getting into it is it seems like you come across so many bull crappers, you know, so many. For sure. Like psychics that, and, and I don't want to say anything bad about anybody, but you run into a lot of unauthenticness so you go and get a reading from somebody and it's like way off <laughs> and every time they do it it's way off but then you meet people that truly do oh no shit no we can hear you we just can't see. 
You froze. Did the parrot attack your computer? Maybe with the minute black they got her. But uh, yeah, I mean, she's right. You know, you, you meet people who, and, and like I said, not trying to talk bad about you, but some people don't are psychic, I guess, you know? And or some people, you know, they just. Yeah, you come across that. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of scammers out there, as, especially now. A lot of people are using um, psychics. Uh, to fake their profiles and scam people out of money at the moment. So there's, yeah, there's a lot of, um, you've got to be careful. Yeah, it gives a bad name to not only um, psychics, but, you know, remote viewing is affected too. But, um, yeah, I guess that's always been around snake oil salesmen. And sometimes there was, uh, I don't know if it's worse, but people think they are. Way off, maybe you should try yeah. And some people have bad days, right? Yeah, yeah. Some people maybe need to practice, right? Yeah, I think that's probably a good idea for everyone that they want to be in this kind of field or at least do some of the stuff that you can practice. You know, like me, I, I don't know what I want to do, but I know I want to learn it and be better at it. I would suggest going the ERV route because that's an easier way to learn and you've already been doing the meditation and sounds like you're good at that. So that's... Sounds like you're already doing it, really. It, um, it, I, I think I am, but I have like no control over it. I cannot control what I do. It's like uh, playing a video game and I can't control the controller. You know, I just, yeah, just that's part of, the, part of the training and practice can help and, you know some of the stuff i see i don't understand like i said when i see the like flashes or I see shapes and, and i don't know why i'm seeing rectangles or triangles and usually if i see rectangles or triangles it indicates to me uh, there's a man-made structure present and like that time that i told you i saw it was a city you know i saw it from like above you know and that was like i was being blown over it I knew it wasn't here on Earth. You know, I know it sounds crazy. Is that just kind of an open exploration of a, a certain state or seeing where you could go or see? I was calling ETs is what I was doing. I was oh, okay. That's what I was doing. I don't know if they showed me something or I went somewhere else. Uh, I woke up. Well, I don't say I woke up, but I was in my bed meditating one day. and It seemed like I went somewhere else, but even in my bed still. Like I was somewhere else in my bed, and there were just like entities walking around my bed, checking me out. You know, that was kind of a strange thing. Hmm. Did you wake up with any marks, or? Uh... <laughs> uh, I I have woken up with marks. Yeah, yeah, I have. I woke okay. up with like little serrated lines right here on my shoulder. Yeah. Beware of the probe, the anal probe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, um, can you turn up your volume a little bit? I don't know if it's my side or your side, but a couple of times where it faded out a little bit. I'll try. 
don't want to miss your question or what you're saying. I was going to say, if you guys want to talk a little bit about your website. Oh, yeah, the adventuresinremoteviewing.com. We put up uh, most of the um, cool or fun projects for anyone to take a look at. Uh, you know, it's uh, myself or Gemma are usually involved, and we have some other remote viewers that like to participate. And, and uh, we'll probably put up, like, maybe some resources in the future, you know, just offer something else um, you've got your facebook group as well haven't you which is um that's true remote viewing and intuition yeah and you you post post a lot from your website on there of the projects that we do so yeah so it's yeah, a good page to follow you guys have anything you want to add or say to the people and uh, you know maybe some words of encouragement for some of the folks trying to get involved in this field Practice every day. Do, do hundreds and hundreds of sessions. Yeah. Till your knuckles bleed and yeah, what comes out of your eardrums. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, no. I mean, let it inspire you and have fun with it and um, get addicted to it. That can happen. That can happen because it is fun and you learn a lot from it and you learn about yourself and it can definitely expand your horizons or your concepts of reality and that continues to do so i think for us you know we, we look at something like um i don't know we we're looking at the geophysics of earth and suddenly we're looking at things that we didn't expect under the earth or inner earth type stuff so you never know that's we don't we can't verify that i guess but um it makes you think it can it can make you think Caitlin, you got anything you want to add or say or ask any one last question to these guys? We can't hear you. No. <laughs> no. Mm. Can't hear nothing, Caitlin. Sorry. The men in black shutting you down today. Damn. <laughs> Maybe you can type it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, guys, thanks a lot for joining the show, man. Dude, I really appreciate it, man. I, you know, uh, I can't thank you guys enough. And Gemma, I know you're probably tired. So. <laughs> thank you for inviting us on. Yeah, yeah it was nice to meet you guys. If you ever want to practice with us, just yeah. um, give us a message. Yeah, definitely. And of course, uh, my Facebook page is Beyond the Woodline uh, podcast page. You guys have anything you want to share on that? Feel free to share, and or if not, tag me in it, and I'll I'll share it myself too. Yeah, awesome. thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, cool. Nice to meet y'all. Yeah, nice to meet you too, Caitlin. I guess uh, you're gonna be silent the rest of the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool guys, and thanks a lot for the guys in the chat room too. I appreciate you guys' participation, and uh, we will see you guys next week. And you guys hold on real quick. Good night, everybody. Yeah, have a good one. Thank you.